Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Just got off the phone with my mom in Chicago about 90 seconds ago. She said she was going to watch the show. Mom, how are you? I'm right here. I'm going to give you the wave. And what I mean by giving the wave is this. When I used to anchor on CNN, uh-huh. And she would watch. Did you do the little thing like Carol Burnett? You I tugged did. your ear? I did. Oh. So I'd w- only she knew about it. Only she. That's knew. so sweet. I mean, I didn't do something like this, but I'd lift my hand. I would just do something as a gesture. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, on the flip side, to make it dirty, I know somebody who worked in the business, and when he wanted to have sex with his wife that night, he would have his own signal on the air, and that's the God's honest truth. No correlation between that friend of mine and my mother or the stories. It probably seems that way. Hi, Mom. I'm going to drop it. That's wild. Is that awesome? That's that's pretty wild. Uh-huh. You know, I would give a signal to my mom because she listens every day. Which finger are you going to use? I can't because she listens on the Alexa. Like she'll say, uh, Alexa, play Mile High Sports Radio. Right. And then the show comes on. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say, hi, mom. Has your mom mm-hmm. ever gotten upset with me for something I said to you? Not really. She does say that some days you're, you know, you're coming in hot, that kind of thing. <laughs> coming, in, coming in with not a I, lot of runway. Like I'm a, like I'm a plane. There's yeah. not a lot of runway. Yeah, like like uh, yeah, like is like just bringing a lot of fire. There's right. been a lot of so, there's been a lot of fire this so, week. So she doesn't feel like I'm picking on her, Andrew. No, well, she knows I can I can dish it. I she knows I can dish it out too. See, yeah. the funny thing is, but I dish it out in a different way than you. How's that? Oh, sometimes you know. If I'm not really riled up, if I'm very much in kind of a zen state, mm. it's just kind of letting you go and then just asking you something like, are you okay? Uh-huh. You know, like. Right. See, if you came after me, you know what my mother would say to what? me about you coming after me? What? Good for Andrew. <laughs> and that is not a joke. Oh, Time yeah. now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I got to tell you something. The Vegas odds makers are all over the map when it comes to them predicting who the next Broncos head coach is going to be. Most of the odds makers I've seen have Dan Quinn as the favorite. The most recent one, minus 110. Interesting. Okay. I saw another odds maker today has Nathaniel Hackett as the favorite. Mm-hmm. But this is my favorite. I saw an odds maker that had a list of 10 guys, and five of the guys on the list, the Broncos aren't even interviewing. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of look at how some of these are going because... Doug Peterson's one of the favorites, but yet yes. he's probably not going to be interviewed. That makes sense. Yeah, and that being said... Are you on your phone? I'm on the phone looking at some of the odds right now. I think you're. I think you're texting somebody. No, see, 
I don't know about that. That's, yeah, that's, that doesn't look right to me. Yeah, that looks like that, that looks uh, like odds I'm, to I'm me. I'm not so sure. I look. Couple Figured of th- you know this off the top yeah, of your head. Yeah. Couple of things. Well, I don't know the odds because that's uh, uh, that's not really my game. But mm. I'll say this. First of all, George, George Payton will probably keep what he really thinks to be is the favorite. Probably keep that close to the vest. Maybe okay. not. Maybe even the people in the meetings with him will not even be able to tell that. He'll. He's very good at keeping things to himself. Second of all. A reason why we know about the names we know about so far is because you have to put in permission. Right. So it would not at all surprise me, for example, if the first thing we hear about a candidate who's not a coordinator, something else, somewhere else, is literally the Broncos putting out a statement that says, we've completed our interview with so-and-so. And that's why I think you see on these odds makers list, you don't you still see some names that are ex head coaches that have not been reported to be on the Broncos radar yet. And I, this is going to be a lengthy search too. You and I you and I have talked a lot about Nathaniel Hackett. We've all seen videos, or at least you and I have, right. of Nathaniel Hackett. I've seen a couple and they are impressive. Our friend Nikki Javal of the Washington Post wrote a fantastic article about Nathaniel Hackett. If you want to know more about mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett, you should look it up. You'll also learn more about Nathaniel Hackett if you read thednvr.com because, Andrew, you've either written or in the process of writing. It's already up. Okay, that, with that, and you and I will yeah. talk about him in detail tomorrow. We're mm-hmm. going to talk in detail about uh, Jared Mayo at 5 o'clock. With that, Hackett seems like the type of guy who might blow George Payton's skirt up where George is like, I got I got to have, I got to have him as my head coach. Yeah. He, hold, let me finish. Oh, so I thought, I thought I, you were finished. I'm not you, finished. you were pausing. I was breathing. That was a breath again. This is going to be like William Shatner. And, You're going to pause and for no apparent time. reason. I think Nathaniel Hackett has the ability to come on strong, but pull it back from what I've read, from what I've seen but he has such a dynamic personality that you might say, this is my guy. Let me finish. Let me finish. Well, so my question is this. If you're he, offering these pauses and I'm like, at the end, these ends of sentences and pauses, I'm like, okay, well, I've got a response to that. So I was going to ask a question, but would you like to predict what the question is? No, go ahead. Okay, thank you. What if Hackett is so impressive? Do you think Peyton says, I don't know if I need to look anymore? Uh, I don't think that's happening. I think he's going through the process. I don't think, and I also don't think he's making a hire without at least sitting down with Dan Quinn first. No, no. I think he will sit down with Dan Quinn. I'm saying he has 10 guys on his list. He'll already have one taken care of with Aaron Glenn tomorrow. What I'm saying is he will have seven or eight left. Will he say to maybe a few of the candidates, you know what? I think I have this narrowed down. Or do you think he's going to go through the whole process because I have thoughts on that? I want to know what you think. I think he's a, he's very deliberate in how he goes about things. Very thorough. Uh, this is somebody who has all has already seen the quarterback prospects with his own eyes. Made a point of doing that. Uh, is expected to see them all with his own eyes again, or at least all but Matt Corral down at the Senior Bowl in three weeks. I think he will go through this entire process. And I, and I think part of the process is 
don't get don't get too wild. Like you can really think this is a great interview, sure, but then take a step back because one thing that I think is interesting on Nathaniel Hackett, he is a great teacher, right? In terms of how he reaches players, is he a great leader? Right, and that's one thing where I, I think someone like Dan Quinn is probably going to be a little bit higher than Nathaniel. He also Hackett. has the experience and too. The, and the other thing is this: yeah, and, and the we, maturity, and, and yeah. the maturity. And we also talked about this, you know, kind of spitballing and theorizing yesterday. You've got Luke Getze, who is a pass game coordinator, non-offensive coordinator from Green Bay, on this list. You've got Gerard Mayo who we'll get into at 5 o'clock on this list. He's a position coach, inside linebackers coach, not a coordinator. Is it possible that you could get almost all of Nathaniel Hackett by hiring his right hand, Luke Getze? No, not not unless it's the same personality. But, have it, but having that be under... Dan Quinn. It may be like you get kind of the best of all well, worlds that you're, you're looking for. You, you like, and we'll talk more about Hackett tomorrow. Apparently, we're talking about him a lot right now. With Hackett, it's his personality that is so endearing. I don't know if you're going to get that from Getze. You may get some of the same principles, mm-hmm. right? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll liken it this way. You can have two, two great chefs, right? Mm-hmm. Both are going to cook the same meal, right? Just like you can have two great teachers, but they present the material different, right? Is that fair to say? Because it's you have, fair have different, to say. So if, you, if you're using an analogy here, you have Chef A, who's a great chef, Chef B, who's a great chef. Chef A has great interpersonal skills, likable, affable, is a leader. Chef B is just as accomplished as Chef A. But he's Gordon Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen. He comes off as an absolute ass. So what's the analogy? Chef A gives you a beautiful dinner on a beautiful piece of china. And Chef B gives you the same dinner on the lid of a garbage can. So I have no idea how Getsy presents himself. We know how Hackett presents himself. And we'll talk more about Hackett tomorrow. Yeah, the, the only thing is, though, you're sort of weighing what you're getting out of the head out of the head coach because potentially you could get that guy who's the clear leader and has those leadership attributes like Dan Quinn has and then you get somebody sure. who at least has been around Nathaniel Hackett right. now for three years and at this point a lot of his tutelage may be taken from the methodology of Nathaniel Hackett very much like if you're hiring a Sean McVay's assistant, you're not getting Sean McVay, but you're getting somebody who was influenced by and is going to be at least 90% of that. Well, be careful because I think a lot of teams want Bill Belichick. They just don't want Bill Belichick disciples. But one of the things... that's yeah, the difference. They, 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 don't, they don't want the Belichick disciples because they can't do what Belichick does because they don't have the success... Players will go play for Bill Belichick. They'll go play for a year for or two for that for him, and they know it's going to be miserable. But there's such a track record of success that you can put up with it. But Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Joe Judge, who just got fired by the Giants, 
They're trying to do the same things as Bill Belichick, but they're doing it without the track record of success. Well, I'm going to say and something. And then I'm they're, say they're getting we're pushed out of the building. I'm going to say okay. something we're here to break. Chad Brown, be the first one. He's been a right. friend of mine for a long yeah. time. I was listening to his show today. He was talking about Belichick. He has played for two, three great coaches right. in his career. He's played for Bill McCartney, right? Tremendous coach. Mm-hmm. Great motivator. Not necessarily an X's and O's guys. Great motivator. Bill Cower. Mm-hmm. And then when he played for Bill Belichick, he said, I learned more under Bill Belichick than I learned under all of the other coaches I worked with combined. That's Bill Belichick. You may not like him. Right. You may not like his methods, you, but you learn something. You're going to learn something, and you're going to be uber prepared. In fact, we're going to get into a comment by DJ Williams right. later on in this hour about when Josh McDaniels was here. Right. I mean, preparation is second to none, Yeah. but if it's coming with several spoonfuls of vinegar without any honey or sweetener to balance it out, it's going to wear thin unless you are winning big. Well, where did Belichick, where did uh, McDaniels learn that from? Right. And Cheating, all, he learned from Belichick. Yeah. All of these guys send team have the same problems. Even Brian Flores, there's critiques of him rubbing people the wrong way in yep. Miami. Yep. Coming up after the break, bad night for the Avs last night, bad night for the Nuggets last night. Mike Malone popped off on his team Michael. Again, Mike, what did I say, Mike Malone? Yeah. Michael. Michael. Sorry, Michael. Michael Malone popped off on his team again. This is becoming something that is recurring. Is he eventually going to tune out his guys? We'll talk about that next. For you, I know I'd even try to turn the tide because you're mine. I walk the line. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. I just want to let this song breathe. I mean, who doesn't like the lows? How are you feeling, Mason? I'm all shook up. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. Finding the right location is so important, whether you're buying, leasing, or if you're selling. And her team, Heather Taylor's team at Impact Commercial Real Estate, is doing so well, they have grown. They were a nine-person team. Now they are an 11-person team to really help you find what you want. Well over 50 years of experience. Her brokers are ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area for commercial real estate. What I really like about Heather and her team is she thinks out of the box. Every deal is not cookie cutter. Every deal is not the same. So no matter what your situation is, she is going to make sure and find a way to get the deal done the way you want it done. And I can tell you as a guy, you used to have my real estate license. Trust me, all realtors are not like that. If they can't get the deal done by the way they always do things, boom, they will just move on. Not Heather and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. Go to impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service. 
and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, not a good night last night for the Avalanche or the Nuggets. Avs were called for too many men on the ice in overtime. I think a lot of people can debate that penalty called against the Avalanche. Turned into a power play in overtime, and Matt Duchesne scored the game-winning goal. In the Nuggets case, uh, they had a 25-point lead in the second half, and uh, Michael Malone said after the game, after blowing that 25-point lead, losses like this keep me awake for weeks. I think today's NBA player... Well, they're worrying about where they're going out tonight. It is just comment after comment from Michael Malone. And we criticized Vic Fangio all the time for making comments about players. Now, here's the thing. Michael Malone is far less tactful than Fangio was. That's far more winning seasons, too. Say it again. Far more winning seasons and success, too. That's true. Um, but just because you have winning seasons doesn't mean you should be saying that stuff. It doesn't give you license because eventually when mm-hmm. you keep saying stuff like that, you might lose your locker room. And I don't care if you have titles on your on your resume, which Michael Malone does not. He does. He's never even been to an NBA final. So let, let, let's 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 pull back a little. Hold on. His credit is that he's taken the Nuggets farther than any coach has. No, uh, that's not true because. Uh, they didn't go for. They didn't go farther with George Carl. They same level conference finals. So nobody, nobody he's taken them as far, but not nobody further. has taken them farther than I Mike. Think, Mo- did Michael Doug Malone. Mo go to a Western Conference final? He did. Okay. Nobody, so, no, like I said, nobody, oh, okay. nobody has taken them farther. Malone is tied with others. There you Larry go. Larry Brown, Doug Mo, George Carl, and I respect Michael Malone and what he does. And he's a New York guy, and as a media guy, I love when he says stuff like this. I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if this is going to wear thin in that locker room. Eventually it will. Because here's the because here's the thing. I don't know if it will. He says this stuff he not says often, it, but often he, enough. He, he, sa- he says it often and eventually I think just because it may not seem like it causes a problem now doesn't mean that it doesn't fester and cause a problem at some point. It's when it happens over and over again, it's an accumulation. That's that's the thing, and the other, and at some point, and we could see like for example, again, not successful Vic Fangio with the Broncos, not successful, but the fact that it the blame would be placed on players rather than anything the coaches did is something that got noticed over time. I think that Michael Malone says this stuff and can get away with this stuff or gets away with this stuff because he can. He knows the temperature of his locker room. He does. Jokic isn't the type to fire back publicly. There's nobody on that roster that really has the chutzpah to fire back publicly. Plus, I think they all know he's right. But here's what I'm curious when it comes to your opinion about. We've heard NBA coaches make offhanded comments like this before yes this isn't the first time uh, effort has been questioned by an nba coach certainly hasn't been the first time an nhl coach <clears throat> nhl coaches make comments like this jared bed jared bedar was making comments like this in the playoffs last year correct <laughs> and it usually has to do with effort why do you think nba coaches can get away with it nhl coaches can get away with it but they can't get away with it in football and baseball and I have a reason. I believe I have the reason, but I'm curious to know what you think. Yeah, because it's tough because in football, 
one one reason why it wouldn't go over well is because the nature of this, and obviously, yeah, hockey's a collision sport, but football is very much that if everyone takes the field with every snap knowing that it could be their last. And it's very much, I'm putting my body on the line out here. Mm-hmm. Baseball, it's a kind of a different matter. I mean, but it, I think it maybe is two. It's two different answers reflecting two different, entirely different sports. I think you're on the right track. I'm going to try and sell you on my idea. Okay. The NBA and NHL are very similar in one way, where the NFL is dissimilar in a certain way, and baseball certainly is. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, you can go two to three minutes if not more, nonstop action. Nonstop, up and down the floor, no timeouts, no whistle blowing, up and down, up and down, up and down. Same thing with the NHL. Up and down, up and down, up and It could go two, three minutes, maybe even more. In football, 15 seconds, whistle blows, stop, line up, huddle, get ready. For, it's start, stop. And baseball is... is- is starts and it's funny right. you mention that because so as, as, you're sa- as you're saying that I'm thinking about soccer as well, and you see the same thing in soccer. Correct, and that's you know going up and down, up and down for ninety minutes because you can and measure effort, you can measure effort yeah. over a two three minute span. Right, if you see a guy's not getting up and down the court, not getting up and down the ice, you can in see football, some. Yeah. It's ten seconds. You got right. ten seconds to recognize it. And there's so many guys out there; it's pretty hard to recognize. I mean, the thing that the only thing that kind of comes in with the effort in baseball is like something like if you don't like if you don't run out of pop fly, like right. Like, like I, I remember, I think it was uh, Ender Enciarte uh, didn't God didn't you. didn't. Thank you. Welcome, Gold Glove in the outfield, but he didn't run out of pop fly. I believe it was in Milwaukee one day and cost cost the team a man on base, and he got ripped. And justifiably, so you do see a little bit of the effort thing in baseball for, sure. for stuff like that, right? But not to the same degree of basketball, hockey, or soccer, where you have the sustained bursts of of several minutes where you're going up and down, and you can see, oh, well, that guy clearly that guy's loafing. You, you can in basketball, yeah. Usually, it's a groupthink mentality. Mm-hmm. When one guy's settling for jumpers, everybody's settling for jumpers. Mm-hmm. When one guy's not playing mm-hmm. defense. Everyone seems to not be playing defense. So you criticize them as a group. Mm-hmm. So if they're all, if one guy's playing hard, really hard, they're all playing hard. It's a sociology experiment. One guy leads the way depending on his personality. And, I, and I'm overgeneralizing that. But the truth is you can tell over a two, three-minute span which guys are loafing, mm-hmm. which guys are not. That's why effort is questioned all the time. In football, you got to go back and look at the tape. Yeah. Generally speaking. Very rarely do we see moments like Aqib Tlaib pulling up and not hitting Kareem Hunt. Right. Yeah. When's the last time a quarterback's effort was truly questioned? Teddy Bridgewater. Well, you know, very rarely. <laughs> but you know, but you know when a guy, but you know when a guy is questioned? When a wide receiver doesn't want to execute a block. Mm-hmm. That stands yeah. out and everybody sees it. Everybody sees that, right? All right, coming up after the break, we're going to start breaking down some head coaching candidates. We're going to start it off with Aaron Glenn as the Broncos are starting it off tomorrow with Aaron Glenn. Why in the world would the Broncos want to hire a guy who comes from a terrible football team that has coached a terrible defense? 
What is George Payton thinking? We'll try and figure it out next. Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. By the way, a quick programming note for you. We are going to be cut short today because of Colorado State basketball against Utah State, and I have no problems being cut short when you're being cut short by a team that's really, really, really good. Best team in the state right now in terms of college or pro. CU women's basketball, who's undefeated. That's right. Yes. Do you have something against women, you misogynist? No, no, I don't. I think you do. Oh, God. Yeah, you do. Come on. Although they dropped out, although they did drop like out of the polls after losing in San Diego State on Saturday, I but couldn't hear Ed voice. Only one Say that again. Oh God, never mind. Okay. Anyway, that's what we're doing. The it was listeners a bad could loss. hear, even it if it was you a rough couldn't. loss for them on Saturday. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And national TV, and you're all excited to watch your team on national TV, and then everyone sees, well, maybe, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. And you're, mm-hmm. you, like you're telling everybody, you know, we're really good this year. We're really good this year. Mm-hmm. You should watch the game. It's on national TV. And then they get blown out. That reminds me of a time my father was in town, and I kept telling him how great Jokic was. Yeah. My father doesn't follow the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he had a marginal game at best. And I'm thinking, oh, God, he had to have a bad game when I told my father to watch how great this guy is. And he's like, what's so special about him? I mean, he, he seriously had like 15 points and seven rebounds and three assists, which for a lot of guys is not bad, but for him it's terrible. I'm like touting this guy how great he is. He's like, what's so great about him? I'm like, oh, God. All right, anyway. Uh, it's like when you recommend a restaurant and someone goes and they're like, oh, it's just okay. Right. I hate that. Right. I feel like I let him down. I know. You know who used to do that all the time to me? Less. Less. I, I knew you were going to say Less did that. You recommend restaurants. I'm like, what, what do you like about this place? He finally said to me, I'm not recommending restaurants anymore. And I said, that's good, because I wasn't going to ask. Anyway, uh, Broncos start the interview process tomorrow. They're going to be in Detroit to uh, interview Aaron Glenn, the Lions uh, assistant. He's the defensive coordinator. Uh, We know the Lions weren't very good this year. They have the second pick in the draft. Defense was bottom four. Across the board, yeah. What's, uh, Total defense, right. first down rate, yards per play, scoring yeah. defense. So basically across the board metrics, they're one of the worst defenses in the league this past year. Okay. So, Not a lot to work with, though. So with that, you look at the numbers, you're like, ugh, right? Ugh. But it seems like a lot of people in Detroit don't want to lose him. Why do you think that is? Uh, a lot of respect for him as a leader. I, look, we just got done talking about Michael Malone with a comment that kind of threw some players under the bus. And we alluded no, the whole to, team. Yeah. Not some. And All we alluded to Vic Fangio doing that, right? Well, I'm going to take you back to uh, just after just after Thanksgiving Day. Of course, the Lions had some 
game management snafus, to say the least. But they also had some uh, so, some defensive snafus as well. Everyone remembers the two timeouts in a row called by the Lions, but uh, also that like also in those moments right after the timeouts, you had a touchdown that put the Bears up, and the Lions were playing a very soft coverage, very conservative coverage on on that play. Well, Aaron Glenn's response was not to say, oh, well, we had the right call, it wasn't executed. His response was, quote, it is up to us to teach our young players what to do right. He said, Will Harris, the defender, said, quote, I wish I would have told Will Harris to challenge the receiver in that situation. I sh- I showed I should have told them that. Unqu- Sometimes we put so much blame on players, but man, listen, that guy is now learning. I told him that wasn't your fault, man. That was my fault. Unquote. I think a reason he's on this list is because he communicates well with players. That's something that is very clear inside NFL circles. He ha- he's a a very a decorated former player, so he brings that eye. But in some ways, he's kind of the opposite of what you just had with the Broncos coaches. If you asked most Broncos fans, and I know everyone is doing a poll, who do you want? I should do a poll. I think I'm going to do a poll in my house. I'm the only one voting. Me would vote. Me would vote. Mandy would vote too? No, we don't live together. So, and she doesn't even know anything about football. You know that. Over, over New Year's, you spent time talking to her while the uh, football game was on, and she, she couldn't even tell you what the, where the right tackle was lined up. I thought, I, I thought her observations were hilarious. They are hilarious, also, aren't they? But, uh, but also very sensible. Right. It's an outsider's perspective, and it's fascinating to hear. Really, well, really I'll, I'll give you a Mandyism when it comes to football. Danny, you will appreciate this because you don't know Mandy that well. A guy, a, a quarterback, hands the ball to the running back, and he runs right into the middle of the line to try and pick up a couple of yards. And as she accurately points out, why is he running into a bunch of guys? Why doesn't he just run where nobody's at? It seems simple. It does. Yet it's just so stinking true. Yeah. Isn't it? How do you? So if there was a poll done, I'm guessing, well, of the 10 guys being interviewed, who would you like to be your head coach? Aaron Glenn would likely finish ninth or 10th. Yeah. Why? Not my reasons. The combination of his one year as coordinator, the unit overall being not very good, mm-hmm. that has some echoes of uh, Vance Joseph. Okay. He was only a coordinator for one year in Miami. Very similar across the board metrics to the ones the Detroit de- defense had. And then also on the defensive side, I think most people want to see offensive improvement from the Broncos. Most Broncos fans. And so they are a little bit more starstruck by the offensive coaches in this mix rather than the defensive one. So I think like 9 and 10 on on any list, uh, if you polled Broncos fans, mm. would be Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator in Philly, and Aaron Glenn. Okay. For that I, th- reason. I think the first point you made, I think you're about 20 to 30% there. And while I can see your point on your second point, I don't agree with it. I'll tell you why Broncos fans would be livid. Because when you hire a coach from a bad football team, there is a stench that goes with it. Kind of like when you sign a free agent from a team that wins a Super Bowl, 
in your own head, even if you've never seen this guy play, well, he just won a Super Bowl. He may have had nothing to do with winning the Super Bowl, but he came from a Super Bowl winner. So when you're talking about the Detroit Lions, the second worst team in football, even if the Lions had the eighth best defense in football, it's still the Detroit Lions. You don't want any coach, if you're a Broncos fan, in your own head, whether you're right or not. You don't want anybody from the Giants. You don't want anybody from the Jets. You don't want anybody from the Lions. And you don't want anybody from the Jaguars. Heck, you might not even want their players. But isn't it interesting? Hey, Brian Callahan doesn't look so bad. You know why? He comes from Cincinnati. Two years ago, you'd have been laughed out of the building. But Cincinnati's in the playoffs. Hold on. looks pretty good. Well, Dallas. no, but I'll give you an example. The number one seed in the AFC yeah. is coached by Mike Vrabel. No, I know. And his only season as a coordinator. How fans think. That's I'm how I know how, how fans, fans think. think. But I'm saying I think maybe Pete, we all need to, and this is media too, need to take a step back and find better ways to evaluate the candidates right. rather than what the team does. Because we're sitting here right now. Right. And there are two number one seeds, Green Bay and Tennessee. Tennessee is coached by somebody who was hired off of a 4 and 12 team that was dead last in the league in defense. Right. And that coordinator was Mike Vrabel. Right. He's done a good job. And then kind of the fascinating part of that is on Mike Vrabel's first staff, you know who he had as his offensive coordinator? Who? Matt LaFleur. Right. So both number 1 seeds kind of have that interesting But but so but, but, but again, it's about evaluating the candidate. The, you no, can I be agree. a good coach on a bad on a on a bad team. I mean, Houston was four and thirteen this year. But if the Broncos had Pep Hamilton on the list of, to interview, I would have said, "Hey, that's great." We got to hit a break. We got to hit a break. But I'll say this thing about Mike Vrabel, and your point is well taken, and it's hard to disagree with anything you said. But Mike Vrabel has one thing going for him that Aaron Glenn does not. Even though Vrabel was coaching the Texans' defense, and the Texans weren't good, and his defense yeah. stunk, he's a winner. Because he knows how to win, because he has a bunch of Super Bowl rings as a player, as a player, he has a, and he comes from the Patriots. Well, he has a bunch of Super Bowl win, wins probably because he happened to be a teammate of Tom of Tom Brady. I, under, I understand. Aaron Glenn. It, I mean, Aaron I, Aaron Glenn was a terrific player. I'm not going to sit here and say Ma Aaron Mace, Glenn was a was Mace, a loser. Mace, I didn't say that. You're exhausting me. All I'm saying is there's guilt by association and there's success by association. And when you've played for the Patriots and they've won all those Super Bowls, there's a not a stench but an aromatic, inviting odor of ooh, we want some of that. You know, so for Mike Vrabel. For Mike Vrabel, I understand where he came from, but he also won a bunch of Super But one real thing real quick. What if you were hiring Aaron Glenn last year when he just worked for the Saints? Then you did. Then then he'd been working for Sean Payton. Isn't there some uh, fragrant aroma from that? What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, speaking of that nice winning aroma, maybe that's what uh, got the Broncos to bring in Josh McDaniels all those years back. A former Bronco shared some words about McDaniel's time here in Denver. We'll get to that after the break right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you about my friend Eric Cook with Farmers Insurance for a long time. I've worked with Eric for years, well over five years. Uh, He does my auto. He does my home. He also does commercial and life insurance as well. What I love about Eric is the fact that he is quick to return emails. He's quick to return phone calls. He treats me like a person. He doesn't treat me like a policy. And with that, I want to bring in Eric, my friend. How are you? Eric, I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm great. Let's talk about the Marshall Fire. And I am guessing it was a real eye-opener for a lot of people who lived up in the Boulder, Louisville area, where they thought that they had the adequate amount of insurance, and they probably didn't because they wanted to get a less expensive policy. Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of news articles coming out recently unfortunately that a lot of people are figuring that they've been uninsured um home insurance has become you know too much of a commodity business insurance as well and we're all led to believe on you know advertisements on tv that you see all the time that the cheapest policy is going to cover you when in fact a lot of the times to get that policy cheap you don't have those coverages that you really do need when you need it i understand the way sales works where you want to get the deal so even if you get a less expensive deal as the insurance guy, meaning you're trying to sell somebody a policy, yeah. but you yeah. know it's better for them if they pay more, you don't want to push it because you don't want to lose the deal because you know that person is probably going to go from broker to broker, you know, insurance agency to insurance agency. What I like about what you do is you're not afraid to push that envelope and say, you know what, I know you can get a less expensive deal doing this, but you're really not getting the right coverage. Tell me about those conversations you have. Yeah, so we like to go over the policies with everyone, like you know, and and make sure that we have the correct coverages, explain those coverages so that, you know, the, the consumer on the other end can understand that. And you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people out there, a lot of the, the agents, they're just going to drop the coverages and, and go to the next sale. We don't do that. We try to explain that to people, educate them on those policies, and explain, you know, hey, especially with this Marshall Fire, you could pay another couple hundred dollars a year, or do you have a couple hundred thousand to pay if something were to happen to your home because you're underinsured? And I think the conversation up front with people who are willing to listen, um, that's an easier conversation to have about a few hundred dollars versus a couple hundred thousand dollars when they come in and go, wait, why didn't? Why do I have to pay this? And, and I don't know. I like to do it up front and take care yeah. of them. As you know, I was with somebody, then I, then I put all my stuff with you. The one thing yeah. the guy I was with did not do was he didn't call me every year and yeah. say, hey, let's talk about your policy. He just yeah. assumed, hey, I'm a nice commission to him. I'm a nice yeah. commission to him. Well, why rock the boat and ask me yeah. about my policy when he knows he's going to keep collecting on commission? That's not the way yeah. you work, is it? 
No, I mean, we work for the client, and the commission comes with that, and we want to make sure that we take care of them and have them around for a very long time. So we don't really worry about the commissions. As long as we do the business right, then that's what we're most concerned with. Uh, we obviously work with everybody. We're calling everybody on renewal, and right now is a very important time to do that with just inflation and everything that's going up. Um, I was reading about a guy who was in the Boulder Fire back in 2020, and he was underinsured. He's living in a in a trailer right now, and he's got to come up with financing for about $900,000 on his home. He was way underinsured, um, and he might not be able to you know replace that for another couple of years. But by the time he gets there, the inflation cost of labor that we're looking at right now, um, it's it's going to be that much more. So it's it's a sad situation that. We see all the time, but people are driven to the cost of the insurance rather than the quality of the insurance. So, you know, that's how we do it different. E, how do people get a hold of you? Well, give us a call. Our number, 303-790-8089, is the easiest way to get a hold of us. Please call. We're always willing to give free policy uh, reviews for you and see what we can do. Uh, make sure you understand what you're getting. So, you know, um, that's that's our pleasure to do for you guys. Eric, have a great day. You too, Eric. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. See you, my friend. All right, bye. Bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, nine-year Bronco and retired linebacker DJ Williams shared some stories about the Josh McDaniels era in Denver on I Am Athlete, a podcast with Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson, and others. Here is what he had to say about McDaniel's time with the Broncos. McDaniel's is an offensive coordinator, was an offensive coordinator in New England during all those championships. He came to Denver. I never in my life was more prepared for a game than the years that I played with Josh McDaniel's. They took preparation for a game. For me, it was on some psychoanalytic. For the, the meeting on, on the Wednesday, and he would lay out keys to victory. This is how we win the game. Every time we did exactly how, what he said, this is facts, bro. we won. He said, look, when they line up in this formation, and you're their linebacker, they're running a deep dig behind you. He said, at the snap of the ball, sprint to the hash mark. He said, if you turn around fast enough, you got to pick. If not, it's going to hit you in the back of the head. Like, like, like that. And so we did that for six weeks. Yeah, facts. We, wait, wait, facts, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to hear, here come the twist. <laughs> you turn. We, we, get, we, get, we get to San Francisco. We play San Francisco. We end up losing to San Francisco. We're supposed to beat San Francisco. Okay. Here's what happened. Our film guy got caught because we had to share a stadium. Got caught filming their practice. That's the Belichick way. Say it now. Say it now. Say it again. Spygate. Say it again. That's the wait, Belichick way. Wait, 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 wait. Spygate. Our film guy got caught filming their practice. One week later, Josh is fired. Josh tried to say the film guy, who was his boy that he grew up with, I had whatever. 
We started out, I believe we started out 6-0. We ended up 8-8. Eight eight. After that, that, that junior spy gate happens. The junior spy gate. <laughs> we lose six out of eight games, and I bullshit you not. Once that losing streak happened, we was, we was, we was having breakfast. We was, we was in there, it's like, damn. Man, I knew we wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> we was cheating. We, <laughs> we was, we was <laughs> cheating. No, oh, oh, everything. We was cheating. Belichick way. Hey, that might explain why he has never left New England. What do you take away from all that from DJ Williams? Well, his timeline's a little off. I mean, that's one of the things that first kind of jumped out to me. Um, but I think, I mean, to me, it's kind of clear what he's implying. Um, tell me what you think on this, is that he's implying that the reason that they knew what other opponents were doing was because they had some kind of illicit intel. And once they got caught, uh, was, the losing started. That's but, what he's implying. But the losing didn't start when they got caught. That's the thing. Like the timeline. His is timeline off. is way off. Yeah, because they were sick. Th- that happened. Way off. Yeah. By the time that happened, they had lost. Uh, I believe it's thirteen of seventeen games when they got caught. Yeah, I had to listen to it two, three times. I'm like, DJ, um, <laughs> what you're saying doesn't make any. I, I know what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but what you're saying doesn't make any sense because the timeline. Not accurate. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Uh, You can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, which is awesome. You can't do that at the big box stores, not to mention. Sales staff at a big box store, someone who's going to sell you a refrigerator is also going to send you sell you a uh, cord for your, I don't know, for your iPhone. And that's not the type of customer service you want. You want somebody who understands what you want when you're buying appliances. It's a big purchase. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Andrew did a terrific article on Jared Mayo. He did, He's going to be doing great articles over the next, I don't know, unfortunately he has to do about 10 of them because the Broncos are interviewing <laughs> They're 10 guys. They're making more work for me. Right. So we're going to do 10 of these deep dives, and we're going to start with Jared Mayo next. And if you keep on running, you'll have to pay the price. 